Welcome to 100 Stories of Hope. I'm your host, Anne Buckland, and we are ever so close to the end of our challenge now um, to document 100 Stories of Hope over the Maybank holiday. Uh, We have heard some phenomenal stories, and I just really hope that these serve as a place that you can come to and hear some inspiration wherever you may be on your journey. Um, I'm joined now by Michael Pocock. Michael is an ecological scientist. Um, Michael, what does hope mean to you? Now, for me, as an ecological scientist or environmental scientist, hope can be quite a challenging subject. And the thing is, is that we see that there's so much concern around the environment. When we talk about the environment, when you hear it on the news, normally those are the sorts of words. It's it's concern, it's worry, it's about the impending ecological crisis that's happening. And actually, my job as an ecologist can at times feel like all I'm doing is charting the course of doom. As we look at things like rates of environmental destruction and habitat loss, that's increasing. The rates of species loss are increasing. And things like climate change, these really big, important issues rates of climate change are increasing and importantly the impacts that people are feeling are increasing as well and i was i was reading um this afternoon that somebody had said that the obvious the logical response to these level of crises is despair and it's particularly the case because not only are these these species and these habitats, these amazing creatures, um, absolutely wonderful in their own right, but all of this has an impact on people as well. And so we're seeing this in terms of things like poverty is so closely linked to environmental destruction right across the world. We're beginning to see the impacts of climate change on people in terms of Um, Arctic bushfires or um, uh, wildfires in Australia or droughts in different parts of the world. So all of this is really problematic and it uh, fundamentally affects uh, the, the way that we can live. So this is a really big challenge. It's a really big challenge for me personally, actually, as an ecologist. And and this leads me to two responses, the second of which is hope. But I'll talk about the first one first. Now, during uh, the time leading up to Easter just recently, I was thinking about some of the uh, stories in the Bible about lament and actually how important lament seemed to be to uh, the Jews at the time um, uh, several thousand years ago. Lament seemed to be a really important response to them facing these sorts of crises. And and for me, actually, that rather than despair, I think lament is a much better way of explaining some of my own personal response to those things that I'm studying in my work. And the thing about lament, well, there are several things about lament, but, but one of them in particular is lament comes from care. And it's when people lament, when people truly deeply care that actually change can come about. And so when thinking about the environment, it's the fact that um, I'm seeing this sense of care more and more strongly 
a greater sense of understanding from the scientific evidence of not only the rates of loss um, and the increase in climate change, but also the impacts that it's having on people. So I'm seeing that sense of understanding and seeing and hearing those those stories where people are saying, well, actually, we care. We care about this for ourselves and our own society's well-being and um, all the rest of it. But we also care about it personally as well and actually feel that sense of loss. We don't want more species to go extinct. And that's actually one of the things which gives me personally um, a, a sense of hope about, about the situation. And very specifically, I ran a project last summer. It was a big project getting a thousand members of the public involved with uh, engaging with nature. And so we asked people um, to, to sign up to this project and some of them were asked to um, go out and to emotionally engage with nature. So to find some nature where they could get up close and personal, maybe to watch insects or just sit and, and listen to the birds singing um, or, or the, um, the rustling of wind in the trees. And and of course, this was during the time where we're still we're still in the time of the pandemic, clearly. Um, but this was the time when lockdowns were quite severe. And and we heard so many stories of people really appreciating and loving that nature around them, whether in the, they were in the middle of the cities or the middle of the countryside. People right across the country in the UK were really engaging and appreciating with nature. So in this study, we asked some people to go out and emotionally to connect with nature. We asked other people to go out and to record nature, to take part in what's called citizen science. So this was counting pollinators or recording butterflies. And then the third group of people, we asked them just to do nothing particularly different. The amazing thing was, was that um, these people who spent just 10 minutes a day for about five days engaging with nature... We did surveys afterwards, um, psychological surveys, and we discovered that people who engaged with nature, whether it was emotionally or whether it was intellectually through that counting and measuring, both of those groups had greater or had increases in their personal well-being compared to those who did nothing. And that, again, is something that gives me personally a sense of hope about all these ecological catastrophes and everything else. But the fact that people, when they look at and when they observe and care, well, when they observe and and engage with nature, they develop this care, which is reflected in their own personal well-being, but also was reflected in their attitudes towards care for the environment as well. So... That's my story of hope, that if more people can go out and appreciate the nature around about them, then they too will be able to get these these benefits of, of well-being and of environmental care, this environmental stewardship, which ultimately will bring about changes to our world, to our, our wonderful nature and the people within it. Thanks so much, Michael. That just gives us all motivation to really appreciate what's around us.